Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, welcome to the Fury Podcast. The Daleks are here. Chicken's Fabulous, Adam Richard, uh, episode one of Death to the Daleks. Uh, it's my first John Pertwee, which is very exciting. Um, so it starts off with some bloke in a quarry who gets shot with an arrow and then falls into a mud pit full of dry ice. Peak 70s Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> Sarah's wearing bathers and, and she's putting on floaties and the doctor's like, you don't have to put on floaties. You can't sink on Florana. It's got effervescent water. Like, uh, yeah, it's like swimming in Coca-Cola. That's going to be sticky. Uh, then there's a red light on the TARDIS that Sarah points out. And then next thing you know, all the power's out. And then there's a very shaky TARDIS landing. Like, clearly, stagehands giving a red-hot go right behind it. Um, and then they have a look at the monitor for the brief moment that it works. And the, then it goes out and it's just fog. And the Doctor says, hmm, fog, fascinating. And Sarah's like... What's fascinating about fog? I concur. <laughs> and then the doctor rightly points out maybe it's the fog that puts the, that's put the TARDIS out of action. He has clearly seen some weird fog in his time. That is spooky fog. Like that's like the fog episode of The Crown, terrifying. Have you seen that? Oh my god! It's is it the first or second season? It's one with um, John Lithgow playing uh, Winston Churchill, and it's. Like, the Queen isn't in it much. It's mostly the fog and Churchill. But it's such a good episode. It's so, you know, it's basically coal pollution. Uh, anyway, the lighting in the TARDIS, in the dark, is amazing. Uh, they The battery does, battery-operated torch doesn't work, so they have to get out an oil lamp. Oh, my God, it's adorable. And then the Doctor has to open the TARDIS door with a crank handle. It is just, I'm, I'm loving all this ancient technology. It's so good. Uh, and then the fog starts getting in and I'm like, oh my God, if you thought the fog was sucking all the power out, he 
really okay to be letting it in? Anyway, in it comes. Um, then they go outside and see a scary rock, uh, which the doctor points out is a petrified life form, which is uh, number one on the Terry Nation greatest hits. <laughs> Terry Nation, uh, who has written this episode, created the Daleks and whenever they want the Daleks in the show, they invite him back, well, when he was still alive, they invited him back to write for the show and he would, um, you know, invariably write the same story um, again or uh, had all the same trappings. Anyway, the very first Dalek story has petrified life forms and uh, here we go again. Uh but it's weird. Um, Sarah has a bit of a squeal as well at the petrified life form. Uh, then she's like, it's freezing cold. She's wearing a bathers. Uh, by the way, this is not the first time <laughs> poor Sarah Jane will be wandering out into free, a freezing cold quarry or a studio wearing nothing but bathers. Uh, so she goes inside to get changed and says to the doctor, don't, don't, you're not going to leave me, are you? Clearly worried that he is. And he does. Uh <laughs> And then he's attacked. He's in the quarry now. Uh, he's attacked by a blanky monster. Like, it just looks like people with blankets on. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you just try to terrorize your brother or sister with a doona? Anyway, that's what I did. Um, so then there's a blanky following Sarah. Uh, and she runs around the planet of the dry ice in the quarry until she finds the doctor's oil lamp and blood. Again, blood. I'm wondering if all this blood was chopped out of the ABC. And that's why I don't remember it. Like, because it was on at six o'clock when I was a kid. Maybe they cut all the blood out. <gasps> that would make sense, wouldn't it? Because I never saw blood in Doctor Who. But here, like, two stories in a row and there's blood. Uh, then uh, Sarah runs back to the TARDIS where there is a blankie already inside, a spooky blankie. And she cranks the door shut because she sees other blankies coming for her. And the the TARDIS, the blankie in the TARDIS gets her and uh, she hits him on the head with... <laughs> the crank handle and then cranks herself back out it's a very long sequence that goes forever of her cranking the door open and close um a blankie grabs her on the ankle and she gives him another smack on the head uh and then she runs off back into the i'm presuming the quarry of dry ice uh so the doctor is chained up and being you know led down the quarry of dry ice uh until he Falls over in inverted commas, uh, and then does some Venusian Aikido on them. Hi, uh, I love it. Like John Pertwee just gets right into it, doesn't he? He loves it. He gets really into the throwing people around business. Like one person, he just hits vaguely with a sideswipe, and they go flying halfway across the quarry. Uh, so um, Sarah is uh, wandering around. She has found a citadel with a shining beacon in the distance, which looks quite good, uh, even though it's clearly a miniature. I quite liked it. Um, then it's, you know, it's been nighttime up until now, uh, hence why the Doctor was walking around with his oil lamp at night. And it, mysteriously, it's become daytime because uh, they're stopping able to pay for John Pertwee to be up so late. Um, anyway, the Doctor's wandering around the quarry in the daytime and he finds a rope trap buried in the sand so he throws a rock at it and then a giant boulder comes rolling towards him from the i don't know how the rope managed to do that but it did uh so then the doctor gets into a fight with a guy in a uniform the same uniform that old mate that got shot with an arrow was wearing earlier like at the start of the episode and then uh, he's you know some other guy in a uniform says, ah, stop fighting with him. He's one of us. So he ends up with all these humans in like a, some sort of, I don't know, sort of futuristic tent thing. Uh, one of them has a bow and arrow. And then he meets Jill Tarrant. Uh, now, Tarrant, 
<laughs> is another Terry Nationism. Uh, every second person was called Tarrant. Uh, like even in Blake Seven, which uh, Terry Nation also created, there's a Tarrant. There's more than one Tarrant. There's a bunch of Tarrants. There's Tarrants everywhere. Um, so yes, you know you're watching a Terry Nation story if every second person is called Tarrant. Uh, so then they say the Exelons aren't day creatures. So we've got a name for the the I guess the planet they're calling it Planet Exelon and the People who live there are Exelons. Uh, and they say, look, if Sarah goes to the city, she'll be sacrificed. And it's a bit late for that because next scene, where is she? She's at the city. <laughs> um, she's at the front door. And there's walls lighting up and these these symbols light up. And I've got a T-shirt with those symbols on it. And every time anyone sees it, they try and say, what does it say? Is that June or is that like, I'm like, no, it's it's the planet of the Exelons. Anyway, uh, it's just like, you know, little half things with circles in them so <laughs> the then a blankie gets sarah oh she's fended away off the, all the blankies up until now but now they've got her uh and then <laughs> then the the plot is explained to the doctor or why the humans are on this planet the planet of the exelons and it's got something to do with a mineral called perineum which uh i'm sure if you said it the wrong way, uh, we'll refer to a part of your anatomy we don't need to talk about here. Uh, anyway, they need it for a plague. There's a plague. That's another Terry Nationism. There's always a space plague. Like, it's forever space plagues in the Terry Nation world. Um, then a flying saucer falls out of the sky. Like, like, it's not the best special effect I've ever seen. Like, it looks like someone's lost control of the fishing wire and they're just like, oh, we've dropped the spaceship. Yeah, that'll do. Um <laughs> Anyway, the spaceship's falling. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back to Sarah and the blanky choir is singing to her. So they're singing some strange song. It makes no sense. You can't understand them. Obviously, because they're alien until they start talking English. Uh, so I'm, I don't know what's going on there. If like maybe their chants are in an ancient language, even the TARDIS doesn't know. However, this works anyway. Uh, the blanky choir is singing uh, and they're saying, tell her that she's defiled the place of all power and they're uh they're gonna sacrifice her so she has a bit of a scream and uh it's very terrifying uh then the spaceship finally lands and they're, they're all standing around they go oh that's not an earth ship unless it's one of the new kind maybe this is the new updated version i don't know uh and it's then the hatch opens and it's a Dalek spaceship. Daleks come out. And they say they're going to kill everyone. And they start spitting their whisks. And the episode ends. And uh, I would like to point out that this episode is called Death to the Daleks. So having them appear at the end as a surprise is not a surprise, Terry Nation. This is not a surprise to me. You've called the episode Death to the Daleks. Then we don't see the Daleks. Where are the Daleks? Then there's the Daleks at the very end, of course. Call it something else. If you want the Daleks appearing to be, you know, your cliffhanger, give it a different name. I, uh, anyway, I'm just, it's, it's, it's a small bugbear, but, you know, as far as cliffhangers go, this is not a great one. Although they're all going to die. Like, maybe getting shot at by Daleks is, is terrifying. Um, so that has been the first episode. It's, it's very exciting. Like, I mean, there's a lot of, running around and getting caught and escaping, which is a hallmark of the Terry Nation script. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's not bad so far. Like, uh, you know, we've had all the best jobs. Um, but hopefully the next one will be even more exciting because now we've got, finally, Daleks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.